Awesome. Kia ora, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Busts of Knowledge. Um, I think this is episode number 31. Wow, crazy. Who would have thought that? Um, hey, Tane, how's it going? Yeah, good, thank you. How about you? Good, 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 thank you. So, Tane, what have you filled in your Busts of Knowledge this week? Um, so this week I've started one of my practicums and I've been working with Parapet Otago, which helps um, younger students with physical disabilities just get into physical activity. And so this week I was helping with wheelchair rugby and I think it was just eye-opening to see the things we take for granted, just the simple ability to be able to move and go out and go for a walk or do things that we are able to do because of the bodies we have. And I think sometimes we just take that so much for granted. We don't appreciate the things we're able to do just with our bodies in our day-to-day life. And so I think that's one thing I've taken away is that sometimes you just have to reflect on the things that we don't actually reflect about. Yeah, and that's pretty crazy. It's sometimes when you don't have something, when you lose something, that's when you appreciate it. But hopefully you don't have to lose that before you appreciate it, right? You know, hopefully you mm-hmm. don't go, oh, I've lost the use of my limbs and I've got to appreciate my limbs. So it's pretty awesome that you have that you have gained that perspective. Um, what have I learned in this last week uh, or this last time we've spoken? I've learned I've learned a lot um I guess one of the things that I have learned is one of my one of my colleagues is, is leaving us soon so um you know um it just takes a pause to reflect about the growth that happens when you when you join a team or a team member joins you um and you and it's actually it links back to what you just said you know as as I'm reflecting they're leaving I now realize that what I'm going to miss about them and um and I should have appreciated that before when they were actually in the team you know, you don't you don't appreciate somebody until it's too late, and that could be in all aspects of life. So I think um, I'm going to just riff off what you've just said, and you know, appreciation is pretty important, and that's what I've learned to um, learn to do. Whether it's whether it's loss of a limb or losing somebody to a different organization or just whatever, you know, just that appreciation is key. Talking about appreciation, um, let's get into our podcast because you know, as always, Tanya and I can keep talking, but it's not about us. Um, as always, to our listeners, we like to, we like to bring some people that um, we think are pretty awesome human beings for various reasons. And today we have a double whammy, double whammy of awesomeness. So get ready for it. Um, welcome to our podcast, Sam and Grace. Hello. Hello. It's nice to be here. Um, so my name's Sam. I'm a six-year medical student based in Hawke's Bay at the moment. Um, so my first year down to Beatum was 2017. Um, did Healthside first year, did three years down in Dunedin, uh, then bounced around through Wellington for my fourth and fifth year, which we call ALM years, which we'll probably talk about a bit in depth later on. Uh, and then for your final year, you get to go a bit more rural again. So I've chosen to come to Sunny Hawks Bay. Uh, so that's a little bit about me. I'll hand it over to Grace. Brilliant. Yeah, Kira, um, I'm Grace, um, also a sixth year. Lucky enough to be down in um, Otatahi Christchurch um, on my elective first six weeks and about three weeks deep in that. So really enjoying the experience of being here. Similar, very similar story to Sam um, from the Taranaki originally and then met Prajesh and then the rest of there is history. He sent me down to Dunedin, did a year of Houseside down there and then the two years of ELM. And then um, Sam and I both went to Wellington and did our ALM years there. And then I also chose to head off to Hawke's Bay and get a bit more rural experience and get a bit closer to some waves and sun and good times, really. Oh, brilliant. You know, sunshine from Taranaki to sunshine in Hawke's Bay, right? It's got to, it's got to be in the DNA. Um, for our listeners that are wondering why we have we have two awesome people today is because um, Grace and Sam are actually brother and sister, um, which is pretty cool. And they're actually actually twins, which is even, even more awesome. Um, thanks for sharing that guys um so but let's let's go right back to you both so when i met you all those years ago um health side was one of was one of your dreams and the other one it wasn't so should we talk about that we met, we, so let's go with grace best when we met you at new plymouth guild all those years ago why, why was health there something that you wanted to do um oh it's a good question you know funny because when I think back to it, there was nothing that ever really pointed me in the direction of medicine. You know, mum and dad weren't medical, um, didn't really have any family members that were medical. And I guess I'd always done well at the sciences and I'd always liked people. Um, and I suppose when you do well at the sciences, people always say like, oh, you'd, you'd make a good doctor. And so I guess it was almost like people had said these things and I was like, oh, well, may as well give it a shot. Um, 
and thought, why not try my, try my hand at house? So I always enjoyed medicine and like looking after people and from a young age. So thought it kind of fit in. It's pretty crazy how, you know, the, how the cliche is you like sciences, you should, you should become a doctor. It's pretty crazy how it works for some people. It doesn't work for others, but um, it goes back to, you know, at school, you have these sciences. Okay, you go to sciences, you should either be an engineer or you should be a, a doctor. <laughs> it's pretty funny, hey? Yeah. Sam, what about you? I met you at New Plymouth Boys um, at the same time, I guess, yeah. around the same time. Yeah, I sort of had a bit of a different story. Um, so I was probably less academically focused than Grace. Um, I was much more into my sports. I wasn't anything to write home about academically. Um, I passed level two, three with merit. Uh, I think I got level one with excellence. Um, but I was I was much more of a sport sort of focused thing. Um, school was sort of more of a social activity than like anything else. Um, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do out of high school. Um, I had like a group of about 10 mates and eight of them didn't want to go to uni. They were like real keen to pursue trades. Um, and I was sort of like, oh, I'd always enjoyed arguing and sort of going back and forth and things like that with people. And so I was like, oh, maybe I want to do law. And um, I had a family friend's dad that was a lawyer. And so I went to a placement there and I was bored out of my tree. And so I thought, oh, nah, I don't want to do law. Um, and I remember I was getting really close to the university deadline of where you had to decide to go to. And I got around thinking about doing law and I was like, oh, no, nah, I don't want to do this. Um, and Grace was like, oh, I'm going to go to Otago. And then one of my other mates that did want to go to uni was like, oh, I'm going to do Otago as well. And I was like, oh, yeah. I heard some pretty good things about Otago. Um, and I thought about, you know, like sports sort of medicine and physio. Um, you know, like watching you know, All Blacks and, you know, lots of other New Zealand sports teams, you always see the medics and, you know, physios and stuff, and they get a pretty cool, you know, traveling and, you know, real intense sports stuff. And so that was sort of the initial dream to head down there and sort of what took me down to Dunedin. And then I think the good thing, one of the good things about Halsey, um, which probably people don't talk about so much, is the variation of what you can do coming out of it. Um, and I think a lot of people go down there as either it's, you know, medicine or nothing. Um, but there's a huge amount of branches that you can take aside from that. And so that was sort of what drew me to it, is the very general and broad course that can lead you into a lot of other um, a lot of other degrees, whether it's, you know, medicine, physio, pharmacy, dentistry, um, or literally pretty much any other Bachelor of Science, um, you know, sports science, lots of things. Yeah, it's almost infinite the possibilities you come out of it. Um, first year house so that was probably what initially drew me down there and in the culture of Dunedin as well yeah awesome what, what, a, what, what a crazy different story you know one of you was alright cool I like my sciences this is what I'm going to do and you were like oh, I like arguing you went to work for a lawyer and decided actually no this is not my jam and that's okay and I think that, that that's, that's a cool benefit there because you actually went and tried it out and I think a lot, a lot of mm. a lot of people out there don't go and try before they buy, if that makes sense. You know, oh, I want to be X, Y, Z, but actually, what does X, Y, Z actually do? And the fact that mm. you did, and some of you might love that, and some of you might not like that. So that's awesome that you, that you did that. Because imagine finishing up your program and then um, going into pro, into Korea and going, oh man, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I, I watch yeah, Suits yeah. and this is definitely not Suits. So uh, it's, that's awesome that you did that. Yeah, the other thing that that um, that I'm also going to mention is that both of you identify as Maori, and um, you know we've spoken about Bayora as well a few times on this podcast. So Grace and Sam, I guess, did, did how influential or how how did Hawaiiara work into your into your into your um, thinking of going forward? I guess um, because you, they gave you exposure to different areas in the health sector. I'm guessing, yeah. Um, oh, I don't even remember how I initially got onto Wyota. They were just a part of my high school kind of life from probably about year 11, I think they picked me up. Um, and they were amazing. I, I can't talk highly enough about them. They um, come to school and they talk to you about options that you have in your career from year 11. And even though there's no rush to know what you wanna do, it's so awesome to have the opportunity to hear about what's out there. You know, I feel like as a year 11, 12, and even going into year 13, you know, you. If I feel like, yeah, like you were saying, it's either like medicine, engineering, and like touching on with Sam, you know, going into house site, you can do like a huge array of different careers out of house site. Um, and I suppose they're really important for shedding knowledge on some different kind of practices that you can do out of school. 
um and they were just awesome at getting you out getting you like some just like getting you involved in culture and getting you all together as Maori students at New Plymouth Girls and kind of creating a bit of unity between everyone and a bit of just education on how to go forward with careers and like how they can help you so that was that was awesome yeah what about you Sam did you get involved with them or were you not as involved yeah so I was involved with them as well I'm not sure what year I got involved I think I might have been year 12 I think it was a year after Grace I'm not sure for any reason why but yeah um yeah and I think the biggest thing for me was like coming out of high school like it's not that often like you know I had a part-time job and I worked in like a fruit and vegetable store and I worked at Macca's and I worked in a couple other places like newspaper rounds and stuff but you don't really get that much job experience of other things um and so I think the biggest thing for me was like they go and take you out of class and they you go and do an hour just like walking through ED and you just see like what an ED actually runs like and then you'd go and you'd talk to one of the ED doctors and come and talk to you and then you'd go to a, a GP clinic or you go to a pharmacy or you go to a physio and you actually see how stuff works and I think that's one of the things that for high school students is really daunting is like you're you're asked to sort of almost bottleneck yourself into a career when you're 18 years old and you haven't really experienced yep. so much of these careers and so I think that's probably the biggest thing that they helped me with was like this is what it's actually like to do this job and this is what it's like to get to that point and how long it will take and you know like just things like work-life balance like you know like no one sort of thinks when you're 18 like, I do this will I still be able to play sport will I still be able to do this and have family and do this and um, so I think, yeah, that was probably the biggest thing is just like that insight into what different careers look like and the time it would take you to get there and where you'd have to be based to do them. Um, and so like, I guess like the practical elements of getting into the workforce was probably what they helped me the most with. Yeah, and I guess, Tana, you had the same experience as well and you decided, okay, cool, I've given it a crack and then this wasn't your, this wasn't your jam and that's okay. And I, think, and I think that's important to go, right, cool, just because you try something doesn't mean you've got to do it, right, Tane? Yeah, definitely. I tried physio and realized there's a lot more to physio than sports physio because I feel like a lot of people think it's just sports physio, but there's a, such a huge variety of physio. Um, but I also found that I was really interested in rehab um, and I didn't know that until I went in. So even though it's not necessarily what I've gone into now, I was still able to take something away from that opportunity. Yeah, awesome. Um, Grace, I want to touch on something else that you mentioned, that your, the unity as Māori students um, at New Plymouth Guilds. Because I guess, you know, Waiora introduced you to the health the health sector, but also the other thing is to identify the fact that you're Māori and the fact that you are, you you, you represent um, your, your family in a whole different way. What is that like for for the two of you? I guess, I'm trying to be spoken about you before, so we'll go, we'll go with Grace and, and Sam, then we'll come back to you later. Um, it's kind of like my journey with Māori has kind of been a bit disconnected, um, like stemming, from, I suppose, from the start, like my grandmother was adopted um, and so we kind of lost, I feel like we lost a lot of um, kind of connection to our, like the whenua and the iwi and the marae and my mum has put a lot of time into trying to reconnect that and get us back involved with our iwi which has been awesome um, and so I feel like it was a little bit of a disconnect for us along the lines and then living in Europe for five years was also quite challenging you know because that was the intermediate years where I feel like you learn a lot about like um, culture and just basic today and so I feel like we also missed out on a lot of that so it's you know there's a I feel like at times there's been a bit of an imposter syndrome but like like I'm saying with Wyota and also at the University of Otago like I can't say enough about how amazing they've been at including us in all the like all the marae and the hui and um just like including and making that like real unity feel and working as a team and like especially in health side when it's so competitive and every day's a drag you know they're always there for you and they pull everyone together and it's just like insane the amount of connection that you feel to people that you've never met before just because they're able to bring you together and really like gel everything and just hold your hand throughout that process i guess which is important connection is important you know sam what about you yeah so i was very similar um obviously being in the same same part i was great it's like yeah. one like you know very disconnected initially anyway um and i think yeah the biggest change for me was when we went down to otago uni and like we started earlier as Maori students we didn't start we engaged with the university earlier um as Māori students, we all 
think we had just a big Kai, I think it was, at the start, I think is what we had first. Um, and we all just got together and they all just like, it was just like a real nice, like icebreaker, I guess, essentially. Um, and you just got to meet people and you didn't feel like you were completely isolated on day one. And that just sort of grew all the way through. And especially through health sign, like you go through some real tough times and it almost feels like you're a team against the rest. And I feel like a lot of Pakeha students or other ethnicities that don't have that sort of whānau and sort of team approach almost um, feel really isolated and it's them against the world. Whereas with us, it was never, you were, yeah, you had a team around you and it's like, I'll help you, you help me. Whereas a lot of other students, I felt they sort of felt they couldn't help others for fear that they would beat them. Yes. And we sort of took the approach that's like, we either all make it or we don't kind yeah. of thing. Um, and so that was probably what the biggest thing for me and like that sense of, yeah, like community and unity of whānau. Um, and yeah, there's like that initial whakapanaumatanga that you do with everyone. Um, and yeah, you just have friends in like other halls and like you have a wider support network than your average Joe that goes down to Otago Uni. Yeah, and I guess that that, that extends to any any tertiary that that um, young Maori, actually any young person goes to. You know, um, you know when you when you leave home, that isolation is is pretty real. You know, I think a lot of and I'm seeing that at the moment with lots of young people contact me because they're homesick and they, they feel isolated. But you know, I guess identifying as Maori or Pacifica when you have those support groups, but also tapping into them. You know, you could identify as Maori or Pacifica or whatever your ethnicity, but not tap into any group. And you know, you still feel isolated. So the fact that you both tapped in and all three of you tapped in is, is pretty, it's pretty, pretty, pretty important. You know, because there's things that are always there, but if you don't utilize them, then it's a wasted resource. Um, let's talk about health. Let's talk about first year university. We want to talk about health. We talk about first year university. So you leave Taranaki, you come down to a place that is not as the beaches are not as warm. Um, and what is that? What is that like for you both, um, mentally, physically, and emotionally? I guess. Let's start with Sam this time. We'll go to Grace. Um, so I guess to start off with, um, it was quite funny. So Grace was on the on a piece of paper, very good. Um, Grace was a prefect. She <laughs> was a New Zealand volleyball team. She had level two, three, and one with excellence. So she applied for like the top four, I don't know, um, or top sort of quotation marks. It's all subjective, but. Um, and I applied for Arpano as well, but I didn't make it and I got Cumberland. Um, and I think behind the scenes, they didn't want to split us up. So Grace got tucked in Cumberland as well. And looking back on it, I'm very glad that I went to Cumberland. I think it was the perfect call for me. Um, but I don't think Grace was as stoked. And so that kind of threw Grace off from the start, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think it really helped us in the end because I think being together and like just having a, like, a mate down there because um, we didn't have any other people from New Plymouth that went down to Cumbi. Um, and so like from day one and just having like Fano there and like, so Grace was literally the, like almost the room above me, a couple of doors down. Um, and so you'd see each other like every day. Um, you sort of, you know, same sort of sense of like, yeah, that, that teammate um, to go through just like that change, I guess, like, even though, you know, you eat all your food cooked for you and like, like a lot of it's like spoon fed for you when you go through halls, but like just the change of like, oh, like, hey, no one's going to be like, oh, you should do this or you need to do that or um, you do need to wake up at, you know, 6.30 to get to your 8 a.m. lecture on time or you do need to wake up and do that extra half hour of chemistry because chemistry is your worst subject or there's just that change in the sense of your own responsibility and it's sort of your journey at this point and no one's going to push you to do it as the biggest change and having someone there to manage that with you and to motivate you and to be like, yeah, that does suck. And it, it is really hard, but you know, we're doing it together or, um, yeah, is probably what was the most supportive in the sense of having Grace down there with me. Um, so it was like living at home, but not living at home, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and I think being a twin as well, it's sort of like a different, um, connection to what you have with, I mean, I obviously don't know, I don't have any other siblings, but me and Grace have always been very close. And I think, yeah, having Grace go through the same thing at the same time is just, just makes it a lot easier than, I'd say, a lot of well, only children or 
um, yeah, individuals go through. Yeah, and I guess, and I guess, none of us actually know. You know, you don't know what a non twin goes through, and, mm. and non twins mm. don't know what what twins go through. So it's a, it's a pretty um, unique unique space to be in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about yourself, Chris? What is your 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 first year journey like? Um, oh, that's a can of worms. Um, we'll, we'll have a can of worms on a, on a Sunday morning. <laughs> um, my goodness me, yeah, first year was definitely um a huge change of scenery for me um I guess you know I went from being like a, a great high school student like I had a I don't know it was just girls high it was a perfect balance of me I was training I was playing for New Zealand in sport um I was getting excellences I was mucking about um I felt like I'd kind of hacked the system a little bit at high school found a little bit of a loophole and <laughs> jumped through it quite a few times um and I guess I went to uni and I wasn't really prepared for what it was going to throw at me. Um, I kind of thought going there that I'd figured out how to study. I'd figured out how to run my life. And um, I definitely had not. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Um, and yeah, I first week down there was amazing. Oh, week meeting all these new people. Felt like I was just progressing, you know, from my high school self to uni self. And then you know, a couple of weeks and I feel like the wheels wheels fell off a little bit. Um, you kind of realise in those first first three, four weeks at uni that you're at uni now, this is, you're on your own. Um, and the study's quite different. I found it very different to high school sort of learning. Um, and I'd, I'd made the decision then that I wasn't going to play sport that year because I was focusing on getting into med and that was my dream. Um, and that was probably one of the biggest mistakes I'd made looking back on it, you know, balances, balances everything in life. Um, even now, it's so important. If you have a big test tomorrow, it's important to wake up, exercise, do what's important to you. You know, if you're meditating, if you're writing or drawing, like getting that balance. in. so, yeah, that was a big mistake on looking back on things, um, kind of left that physical element of my life, which was huge when I was at high school behind, um, and I think that contributed to a few of the like mental struggles that I went through in that first year. But yeah, definitely having, um, just touching on what we were saying earlier, Prajesh, about support, you know, just because you're Māori at um, university, there's so many other groups that I went to support um, as like, if you're a Pākehā student that you can access as well. Like yeah. my hall at Kumbi, like I cannot fault them. They were amazing. They like from the receptionist right through to the head of hall, you know, they would check in with you if you weren't feeling too flash. Um, even the kitchen staff, you know, like they would, they'd look out for you. How are you going today? Um, and there's just so many support networks. So like anyone that's listening and they need support, you know, like there's always support about, you just need to reach out and kind of make that connection, I feel. Yeah, and I think I think you, you, you raised two points there that I'm going to touch on is, you know, um, like you said, when you go to university, week one or week two is pretty amazing, you know, because that's not university. That's that's, that's basically a socializing. Everyone has a great time. And then it's only around week four when things start going, actually, wait a minute. I can't party all the time. I'm not here to have a good time. It actually becomes real. And Tana, I'm guessing you must be seeing that right now in your role as week four rolls along. This is when the reality yeah. of university is starting to pop in for lots of young people. Yeah, and I think that's the hard thing is trying to make them aware of that because they are, you know, doing all these things. And I've had a few, a few residents come to me and say, I feel like I can't say no. I feel like I have to be involved with everything. But on the same hand, they're compromising other things. And so a couple of the residents that have come to me and they play sports, I kind of use the analogy, it's like a training. So a lot of them are spending a lot more time doing their lectures and stuff like that. But I say, if you think about a training, you know, you go to training and it's only an hour and a half or two hours. If you don't get all through all the things you wanted to in that two hours, the coach doesn't say, okay, we're going to stay for another half an hour, an hour, because he's not going to compromise your time. And so if you link that back to study or anything you're doing, you shouldn't be compromising your time because then you're missing out on doing other things. So I think it's finding that balance and sticking to your time that you've scheduled to do things. Yeah, that's pretty hard though, as, as a young person, you're like, like you said, um, Chris, you know, you, you, you had a dream and you're like, if I spend time playing sport, my dream is going to disappear because I'm spending time. And it's just that perception and that whole competitive nature that is put out there, unfortunately, in that, in that first year. Uh, but again, as you've got to reach out for that, for that support there. So 
you, you both have this, this, I guess, a differential year. You know, um, Grace is much harder for you for a lot of for different levels, but you have the support. Sam, and whenever I saw you, you were just like, oh, life is great. Every time I saw you, um, it was, it was, it was very different. But you both, you both ground through it. And then um, you, you, you do the best that you can. And then you get offered a spot in med school. What is that like for the two of you? And I guess for your final. Um, so I, after going through first semester, I, all the papers in first semester, I was good at, like, I really liked the first semester papers, um, especially physics and chem. And so I think those are probably the two, I think that's probably just my interpretation, but I think those are two that really throw people off, um, in Housewife, um, and are the most different to what you sort of comes naturally to people to, in terms of studying and what the interest is. Cause I think a lot of people that want to do anything health-based, they enjoy the Hubs 191 paper, which is human body sciences. And biology in high school sort of prepares you relatively well for cells. Um, and it's quite intuitive cells, like it, it makes sense. Um, and chem and physics, they basically do NTA level two and three chemistry and physics in the first two weeks. And like after that, it's just brand new, like out of your depth content. Um, and luckily, I think I was just, my brain sort of just works with numbers and it, it likes numbers. And so I think because I had that amount of time sort of spare because I had to work on those papers as much, I got to spend more time with hubs and cells. And that was what sort of helped me a lot get through first semester. So when I got my grades back to first semester, um, I was really happy with them. And I didn't choose to pick up a fourth paper for second sem which once again, like buys you more time to focus on your three papers. And it's probably a, a challenge that a lot of students go through in the sense of, do you pick up that fourth paper and to split your time over fourth papers in the hope that one of those papers can replace one of your first four semester papers, or whether you bank on taking three and doing really well in those three. Um, so I went for the three um, and I did pretty well in those as well. Um, and so I was, I was feeling pretty good um, coming out of my final exams for HealthSci. And I was, yeah, just waiting for, waiting for results really. And after that, I think I was just like, oh, I was glad to be going home and enjoy summer and catch up with some mates I hadn't seen in a while. Um, and I think, yeah, I was just sort of what will be will be kind of thing. Like you've done, you've done your best and you're just waiting. Um, and I got the offer and can I, can, um, I, can, I just, can I just go back one I step? I got from Dent as well. Can I just go back um, one step, Stem? And I, I sort of told, hummed and hard about which one I wanted to do. It's <laughs> hmm. right. It's all good. Sam, can I ask you a question before you talk about talk about that there? So right at the start, you said you you um, when you were when you think about health sciences, like physio and sports type stuff was was the thing that you're going for. What hmm. made you switch to go? Actually, maybe I should go for apply for medicine. Yeah. Um, I found hubs, so the human body sciences paper, like, not thrilling, but like, very interesting. Um, and I think just the way that you can start to understand the human body is like fascinating. Um, and I guess I just wanted that sort of, I guess, deeper levels probably the wrong way to put it, but that, yeah, I guess, deeper understanding of physiology and stuff that medicine brings with it as opposed to the more practical component that physio probably has with it. Um, and I think like, you know, even now, like where you, you're thinking about someone, oh, like how your, you know, your body right now, we're all sitting here is just like regulating all these incredible hormones and it's, you know, it's changing your heart rate to adjust for certain things and your, your lungs are constantly adjusting like the oxygen parameters and you know, all these incredible things that you don't even think about that your body's doing. Um, and I just found that really, really interesting. Um, and I wanted to do more of that. And that to me was medicine. And so that's what basically drew me towards medicine. Um, awesome. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, interrupt your flow. Your story oh, you're right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's what drew me towards medicine. Um, and I got this offer from Dent and Med. Um, and I was like, oh, I haven't really ever thought about Dent, but I knew it was a year shorter. Um, and that sort of drew me a bit. Um, but I'd never really been too interested in dentistry. Um, and so I, I definitely was more leaning towards medicine. So I picked it and yeah, that was, that was it really. And I was waiting for second year to start. So that was, oh. 
that was my journey. Um, and then I was applying for jobs as well at the halls was the other thing I was doing during that break. So I wanted to go back and tutor yep. um, at Cumbi and then also at the Māori Centre. Awesome. So what about you, Grace? What is your, so you, you, you grind through the year, you know, you go through the ups and downs and then in December, you're waiting, you're back at home, sunshine, Taranaki, and then you get this offer. What is that like for you? Um, yeah, I remember going home and just being shattered. Um, you kind of come off these exams and um, have a big party at the end of it and you just, you've got a week to party, pack up your room and get home. It's a big, big old grind. Um, I just remember getting home and just being like, wow, this is life. Um, spending some time in the sunshine and the surf and hanging out with mates. It was awesome. Just refresh the little body clock, I guess. Um, yeah, I think mum and Sam like were in the lounge and I was still in bed when offers came out. Um, and I got a text, a message from Sam on Facebook, pop up on my phone. And it, it, it said, offers are out. And I was like, oh no. Um, you know, I, I, I was feeling pretty good. Like my grades were pretty good. And I was like, I, I should get an offer. But you know, there's still that little thought in the back of your mind. Yeah. Like, what if what if this year the grades are high? Or what if I cooked a subject? Or what if yada, yada, you know? Um, and I remember opening my phone and going onto the website. And because, I don't know, I was just like in my bed and I was like, oh, I should check it now. Um, and so, yeah, opened it up and I got, offers from Med and Dent as well. And yeah, then I soldiered downstairs and sat with mum and Sam and yeah, we had, we had puppies at the time, I think. So it was, a, it was an exciting, busy time of, of life. Um, so yeah, I was pretty stoked. I was never really into dentistry. So that was a pretty easy decision for me. Awesome. And what, what did your mom, what did your, your family think? Your father, I mean, this is, a, I mean, it may, you know, both, both, both siblings getting into med school that's a pretty awesome awesome piece of news to get and have puppies as well at the same time um they were um they were pretty stoked but our parents yeah. have always been of the like the mindset like do what makes you happy awesome. um, yeah. and so while they were you know, obviously very happy for us they it wasn't so much about like the you know like medicine has this sort of stigma of like prestige and you know it's an incredible career and like it is it is a, like, it is a cool career um, and you get to deal with a lot of, um, you know, these incredibly intimate and stressful parts of people's lives. Um, but it's also like a huge sacrifice in terms of work-life balance and your own free time in a sense. Um, and I think they they knew that we that's what we wanted to do. And they were like, we're happy for you in, in that regard. Um, and they were stuck more than happy. But um, I think if we gone into anything else they would have been just as happy and it wasn't so much about what we'd what we picked as such as that we got to what we wanted to do um yeah and i think that's really important because a lot of people think that um the, the parents have this expectation whereas actually parents don't actually mind they just want you to be happy and successful i think tana you mentioned that as well you know where your parents are quite supportive that hey it doesn't actually matter the fact that you're happy and successful what successful in what you want to do is is the main thing and I think happiness is pretty important, you know, um, because at the end of the day, if you're not happy and you're doing X, Y, Z, then no one's going to, your parents are not going to be happy as well. So now you're, you're in med school. What is, tell us, let's talk about med school. We won't go through every single year. We'll talk about med school generally. So um, who wants to take that away? So you get this off for you and I in med school and then boom, we start, we start with going to see young, see young cadavers. What is that like? So that was pretty interesting i think that's the first thing you do in med school i think that's it so like you have like flatting o week which is a flow week which is a week before all the freshers get down um so you're moving to flats and like no class that week and then you have o week um and medicine starts in that week yeah so i think it might be the only course that starts a week before everyone else which is a bit of a stitch up um because you've still got all these like huge gigs and like all of Castle Street's going off and you've got 8 a.m. lectures and then you've got a, I think it's a Pakawatia, which is the blessing ceremony for the bodies. And I think it's like midweek from memory. It's like a Wednesday or Thursday after one of the big Castle Street parties. Um, and it's, it's early. Um, it's about, it's not super early, it's about 9 a.m. But it's early for a Castle Street, you know. Um, and so, 
everyone was really nervous the day before, so none of us really went out that much, um, just because we none of us had really ever seen dead bodies before, and it's sort of like, it's, you know, it's a respect thing as well. You don't yeah. you don't want to be the guy that's hungover at the ceremony, and it's quite an intimate ceremony. It's not something you realise until you've done it. Um, and I I don't think it's compulsory. I'm not sure, but I definitely recommend going um, for everyone um, that does go get into medicine. I think it's really important um, and it puts you at ease a bit with, before you do incisions on the bodies and yeah, basically take them to pieces. Um, and it gives you that sense of sort of belonging and that this is what these people donated their bodies to um, and yeah, it just puts you a bit more at ease with the situation because it's not really a natural thing as a 19-year-old or any age really to be cutting into this body um, who you don't know anything about. Um, but it's still very human. Like it's it's cold and it's been put in for mouth to preserve it, but it's still very human. It's a bit confronting because, you know, like it could almost be, you know, your grandparent or someone's grandparent, you know, and it's, it's still relatable to that point. Um, and so I think having that whakawati and the, the ceremony to start off with um, was really good just because you, you're not doing anything procedure on that day and you're just basically seeing the bodies. Um, and people have all kinds of different reactions to it. And once again, like it's all about just, you know, non-judgmental. Some people will faint, some people will cry, like, um, but it's all part of it. And I think to, to try and like blunt in those emotions or hide them is sort of, cheating yourself and you're basically just setting yourself up for a bigger reaction later on when you see stuff in hospitals and things go wrong and um yeah i think it's just part of being being real and just taking it all in yeah so that, then that's a that's a pretty um i guess a pretty unique experience that you both have been privileged to to experience um which is basically the start of your your journey and I mean, that mm. was, if you think about health life first, it's not actually med school. That was, that is your entry into, that is your med school. And if you think back, that was your first, your first acknowledgement that you now are embarking on this journey. And now five years later, you're almost at the end of this, this journey, which is pretty, pretty crazy. Grace, how, how, what's your, what, what's it been like for you over the last, I guess, what's, what's med school been like for you, you know? Um, I've loved med school. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Um, I had so much hesitancy going into second year after such a tough year, first year. I was like, is uni for me? Is this course for me? I can't do another year like I did last year. Um, and I kind of went into it really nervous, but I picked up a lot of sport again. I was out socializing. I was having fun. And like, it's incredible just doing that. Like my grades were just, I don't I hardly worked for them and they were just so much better and like, it was just bliss because you're like finding yourself again and you're I, I did a lot of like um kind of soul searching I guess you'd call it after that first year and figuring out the key to what makes me happy um and then getting into med like ever since then it's just been bliss um you know there's a, definitely a few tests of your knowledge and a few tests of character along the way um especially in that fourth and fifth year when you're in in a hospital and you've got these consultants and people of kind of power, I guess, kind of bossing you around and you get the curtain shut across across your face in the patient's room. But it's all about learning and you kind of learn to just take it on the take it on the shoulders and kind of bit of banter there with the consultants or, you know, just reading the room a bit. Um, but I've loved it. It's been such a privileged opportunity. Like it is such a privilege to be part of med school and have this opportunity to be so intimate with these like crazy parts of people's lives that you know you'd never like especially as a first year house size student in med you know I'm 20 23 and I feel like how lucky am I to be dealing with these parts of people's lives that the people closest to them don't even know about um and so it's just about kind of taking like a bit of money and time to address that so I've loved it and like it's exactly what I feel like I'm meant to do and yeah that's really awesome because you know like you said just before you you were questioning yourself whether or not this is the right thing and you know it's, it's and it's and it's okay to, it's okay to do that it's okay to stop and go actually is this the right thing for me at this particular point in time because um you know lots of lots of us go through a, a, 
a question phase when you think, hey, I'm an imposter. This is, I shouldn't be here because of whatever whatever reason. Um, but when you, when, you, when you go down to, like I said, you do a bit of soul searching, you actually, wait a minute, this is all good. And then you start to enjoy it. And I think both of you, both of you have, have mentioned quite a bit that balance is important, you know, playing sport, getting involved. It's not just about hitting, hitting the books. And I think, Tane, this is something you've also tried to mention as well, that you need to bring that more into your life because um, like it's right at the start, Grace, you know, it balances everything in life, you know, and this is, this is something that I also try and do in my life, try being the keyword. <laughs> yeah. And then um, you both, you both went to Wellington. You did, you did some stuff in Wellington. So, so you bounced around, like I said, you went to Taranaki, to Dunedin, then up to Wellington, which again would have been a bit of a change for you coming from a smaller place to a bigger city. What is that like for you? Because because the other thing is you have got all these networks that you've created while you're in Dunedin. And I guess within your med school, you, you become pretty close and then you move to a whole new space with these peers of yours. What is that like for you when you say goodbye to Dunedin? Um, it's hard. So you, you have to do your first three years in Dunedin um, and then the class basically splits into thirds. Um, and it's like with our year, like half my mates were much going to Christchurch or Tatahi, and then half of them were going to Pontiac or Wellington. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know where to go. Um, Christchurch was cheaper rent. It was still down the South Island. Um, the weather was arguably better. It was colder, but there was no horizontal rain there. Um, and then Wellington, you know, rent was really expensive. I probably had a few more mates going up. I was close to my whanau. You know, I could drive home in the weekends kind of thing. And that was probably the biggest pull factor for Wellington. Because um, I probably, I had mates in both cities. Um, but one I had to fly home and one I could drive home. Um, and so that's basically what pushed me towards Wellington. But it was pretty 50-50. Um, and I think for anyone that goes through second or third year, like I think you should choose it based on your non-medical factors more than anything else. Like I think you've always throughout your medical career going to have the options to move for medicine, but it's not often you get the chance to move for Fano or for friends or for whatever else, you know, sport, art, culture, whatever it is. Um, and so I think whatever you choose is, yeah, if you can choose it based on your, extracurricular activities is what I'd probably recommend. Um, so yeah, we chose Wellington. And did, you, did you both decide together? Was it a joint decision or did, was it an independent decision and you came together? Uh, it was definitely a fact, I think, of both of our decisions on where the other one was going. I was yeah. almost, I was like going to Christchurch and then I was like, oh no, I'll go to Wellington because Grace is going to Wellington. And I was like, oh, Grace definitely locked in on Wellington. Mum and dad and most of my whanau is all in the North Island. Yeah. Um, and squash was probably better, which is my main sport. It was better in Wellington. Um, so I kind of thought, oh, yeah, I'll go to Wellington. I wasn't, I didn't feel strong either way. And I guess because my final was close, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll go to Wellington. Yeah, cool. Whereas Grace, you were like, this is my jam. Wellington is where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> from from, from <laughs> Sam's indication. <laughs> I guess. I don't really know why I wasn't so keen on Christchurch. We came for a roadie here one weekend and like I was just like, no, this isn't it. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I actually don't know why because to be honest, most of my mates were actually coming to Christchurch. Um, but I was told probably some of the best advice I got about the decision is that like don't follow your med mates because, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to do two years together and wherever you choose and then you go like we're in Hawke's Bay now and then next year you're even more spread out and so like you kind of have like you know keep two or three friends close to your heart because and stick with them really like because you're going to get split up anyway and at the end of the day it's always best to like find happiness within yourself as opposed to like others I guess sort of thing um but yeah I was always sold on Wellington just because it was closer to home and kind of very lucky or I feel like it was very lucky that we ended up in Wellington given that was the year that the lockdowns happened and we just jumped in a car, went home and spent it with the family. And that was, that would, that would have been a very long 10 weeks or whatever it was in a cold Christchurch and cold Christchurch flat. Um, you know, when, when we were at home with the animals and mum and dad and a warm fire and. Yeah. Totally. totally. 
and and I guess you know we could keep on talking. I mean, we can go on and on um, about all the different things you've, you've you've had to go through. And I guess we'll talk about lockdown very quickly. What is that like for you? Because you, I mean, lockdown affected everybody differently. So you're in your your clinical years now, I guess, and you get locked down. What is that like for you, in, in emotionally? So not, so you have this. You know, we all hype up everyone. This is this is normal. We have hype so we can get into, and then the hype disappears. What is that like for you? About well, disappears, dissipates, I guess. Um, personally, I love lockdown. Um, that <laughs> yeah. first little lockdown, that one, the level four. The first one, um, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it um emotionally it was time for me to kind of like because we spent it kind of around a beach like we didn't swim because it was level four and all the rest but for me it was a massive time just to like reconnect spend some time doing fitness and stretching and whatever else you're kind of into um and I think uh, it was really interesting I've recently been listening to this podcast about how to create not create happiness but like the things that make you happy or whatever and a lot of it's just about your perception and your kind of changing the way you think about things and so I guess I looked at lockdown you know you can look at it as a huge missed opportunity to um like all the clinical practice we missed out on but for me I was just like this is a massive time for me to like think about what's important to me time to like get fit um get fitter um like spent a lot of time with family and pets you know like that was that was like another summer break being able to hang out with mum and dad and like my cat who's my OG mate you know <laughs> spends a lot of time hanging out with my cat and then the dog you know it was just awesome time to like actually really value with family I think for me and yeah, that's awesome I think you know that's I think uh, when we talk about the lockdowns a lot of people have a negative perception of the lockdown but if you reframe it and you find the positives you actually go in with the positives actually actually outweigh the negatives for a lot um, and this is a very general statement obviously um, but I found you know when I think about it, it's like the lockdown is the only time in your life where you just have to we, we all have to stop. Yeah. We all have to stop at, at the same time. And then you sure. start thinking, all right, cool. What do I what do I actually really want to do? What's what's enjoyable? What you know, you've got 12 weeks to just reconnect. And I don't think that's ever gonna happen again in our lives. I mean, hope I don't know, who knows? But you know, it's pretty unique to have that that experience. What about you, Sam? So so Grace yeah. is obviously obviously getting her gains, getting fitter, reconnecting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we were we were really lucky. Um, you know, we could drive home. We our partner didn't have any financial stress as such. Um, so we were really lucky in that regard. Um, and initially, mum and dad wouldn't let us come home. So because we'd been in Wellington Hospital um, and Wellington had had like a few cases, they were like, oh, no, you go and stay at this place out at Oakota, which is about 15 yeah. minutes outside of, I don't know, New Plymouth, rather. So we stayed out there um, pretty close to Oakota Beach. So me and Grace, like, the first couple of days we were like, oh, this is sweet. Like we had Zoom lectures, we had like camera off, I'm off sort of thing. Um, and just got cruise. And after that, we got really bored and we were like, oh, we've got to make some sort of routine out of this. Um, and so we set our alarms and we were like, right, we're going to go for a walk in the morning. And we went down to like the end of the sort of the, um, beach. And then we'd come back and we'd stretch and we'd have to make a different breakfast every morning. And just we just like made little challenges and stuff like that. Um, and then after two weeks, if none of us had symptoms, we were allowed to go and join mum and dad back in town. Um, so yeah, we made like a little routine sort of thing of just like different challenges each day. And we did find like a different um, like Instagram or some silly workout challenge or something to try and achieve. Um, yeah, but it was fun. It was just challenges you didn't normally do you know just stuff that um you would normally do and like normally i'm just like a just a fiend for making the same breakfast and same thing i just get in a routine i just stick to it so it's quite nice to just be like oh i'm gonna do something different i've got to challenge myself with this or that um and yeah i think a lot of like med school didn't know too much about how to deal like you can't really replace clinical placement with zoom and so like a lot of the lectures we were getting we just sort of had before in second and third year and a lot of us were like oh we'll sort of check the camera off check the zoom off and we'll go and do something else kind of thing um and so it was real, we were really lucky um yeah that was a bit of a dream for a while awesome. um, and then yeah got to spend a lot of time with my partner awesome and now you're both in your sixth year um what is that like for you for you both is that um and and also 
knowing that in a couple of months time you'll be you'll be finished you know yeah finished, the, finished the, first, the first stage of your learning i guess because you never stop learning yeah yeah it's a bit surreal um because yeah you think back to you know end of high school and it feels not that long ago um and then it's we're about six months out from being junior doctors right about now yeah. um and you sort of think like oh, crikey like you know if johnny comes in and johnny's got this and ed like am i really going to be the one that's going to look after him or um and so yeah it's quite surreal um but i think yeah you just like live in the moment and just like you know you've, we've sat up a few exams and we did pretty well on them and you can't just back yourself back the system i guess and you're like well i've passed all the standards i've passed all of these and i've done this and that and like i've you know been engaged in my placements and you know i've got no reason to believe that i won't be a good doctor um and i guess it's yeah just about backing yourself and not comparing yourself to your peers but knowing that you're not you're no different to what they are and you know you see where the, the current house officers are and you're like yeah you know like i'd, I'd probably make a similar decision or I'd, I'd agree with that or kind of thing um but yeah it's pretty surreal that you're going to be a doctor in, in six months that's very cool how are you feeling grace hi yeah um I, i remember like a very distinct memory of being at pint night as a first year back when it was refuel i think it was before it's yep. whatever it's called now um and i was talking to some some mate there and she was like oh i'm fourth year medicine and i was like you're so old what are you doing how are you still at pint night and here i am as a sixth year and i'm like i'm gonna go to pint night next yeah. week baby we're on but <laughs> um yeah like i just i can't believe you know it's gone so quickly and like yeah i'm exactly the same as sam you know i look at i it was it was actually quite lucky i had a fourth year the other day on my team in hastings and i remember we started the round and i said i said to him like oh have you have you done a round before have you written a note do you know how this works and he was just like no and so it was like you know you don't actually take a moment to realize how much you've learned in the two years in a hospital because often it doesn't feel like you're learning a lot of feels like sometimes your clinical knowledge of physiology and all the rest is going backwards but i think it's a really important time because you learn what's important to know you learn you learn oh you don't need to know this exact cell or exact like chemical formulation you need to know that like this is this and when they're in that we give them this um and it's so it's about really like that fine tuning of your knowledge um and you know i feel like it's easy to get into a bit of a kind of looking at yourself and thinking oh, i'm not good enough i'm not going to get there you just got to take a deep breath and kind of look at those around you and you know you're all similar you're all getting good marks you're all in the same boat you're all there to support each other and there's so many people that are going to look after you when you get there and yeah like trust the process you know you've you've been through six years for and you've done well and you're you're keeping up with your colleagues and there's no reason that you wouldn't be fine you just got to kind of take it one day at a time and just do your best and yeah everything will figure itself out and that's so true great it, it it goes right back to what we said about Savatana is you know gratitude thing you know i think a lot of us this is just humane to us to live in a negative frame you know we you know we think about the negative stuff that happens in our life and we don't just stop and celebrate the small successes you know like you said just before just that moment when your fourth year was like i've never done this before it gave you a moment to actually wait a minute i know how to do this you know four years two, two years ago i was in the same boat and i've actually gained this so i think it's important for everybody out there just to celebrate successes whatever the successes are because everyone's got some success in their life even if there's a negative frame around it um Hey Tim, you know we can keep talking forever because I I think I really I really think you guys are awesome legends, but we have to round up soon. Otherwise, um, we'll lose our listeners. Um, but if we get you back here again for some other chats, but the way we like to end our end our podcast or conversation is the the topic or the our podcast is called Bass of Knowledge, and with our guests we like to ask them to give us our listeners some sort of knowledge that they would like to share with our listeners and I guess with us. So is there anything, any wise words through your experiences that you'd like to share? And it doesn't have to be a study related. It can just be about your experience as you've gone through through life over the last 23 years, I guess. Who wants to go first? <laughs> it's always the hardest question. It's always the hardest question. It is a hard one. Um, yeah. Off the spot as well. Um, 
I think my one would be to do what you, like it's real cliche, but do what you love, like follow what your passion is. Um, and if that takes you a while and that doesn't necessarily have to be uni, it doesn't have to be, you know, take a gap year. I think you should just follow what you enjoy. And I think these days, especially though, there's a lot of pressure to get into something early. You're, you're wasting your time if you don't. Um, and I think, you know, being here now and like I've got mates that have gone in through postgrad and are a couple of years older than me and they're at the same stage medically as where I am. Um, but they've loved it and, you know, they've enjoyed every part of their journey. And I think that's the other part of it is, you know, do what you love and follow your passion and enjoy the journey as well as the destination. Like I think those are very two cliche things that are really um, for I think lots of things in life, but especially medicine and the journey that I've had, I think, you know, Med school's tough and it's, um, it can be hard and challenging for multiple, you know, intelligence, yeah, you know, time, lots of things. But I think, um, yeah, like you look back on it and you're like, you know what, those are actually some of the best years we've ever had. Um, and the things outside of medicine that you do. Um, and I think just, yeah, just enjoy the journey um, and just the goals you work towards and follow what you enjoy and make time for the things you enjoy and the people that you want to, that you want to invest in. Yeah, awesome. You know, so I think you make time, make time for things you enjoy and the people, because that's you know, those are everything in life happens, but you you don't you only have one moment in time, one moment in time, yes. one moment in experience, and if you keep living in the past or the future, you don't actually live in the moment. So, yeah, I I know I know it's a cliche saying, but hey, it is, it's a cliche saying because not not people many people do it, people don't do it. It's always said out there, oh, whatever, 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 whatever you're talking about. So I think uh, that's a good reminder there, Sam. What about you, Grace? What do you what wise words do you have for, for us all? Oh, this is a big tough question as well. Um, I feel like there's so many different aspects of that journey that, you know, uh, that's the kind of question that I can answer. Um, hundred percent, I think Sam's hit the nail on the head there, you know. I look at yeah, a lot of my I remember being like, Oh my goodness, if I don't get into medicine this year, you know, whatever you want to do, if you don't get into it straight away, there's no stress, like life is life is long like you'll get there eventually and like you've got to follow what you want to do like you got to find your passion and chase it like it I remember mum and dad always saying to me like they'll still love me if even if I was doing a checkout for the rest of my life and I used to be like what and now I look at it and I'm like you know what like that's if that's if that's what I wanted to do if that's what one of my mates wanted to do I'd be like that's so cool you chase that you'd be the best checkout person you can be like I think it's so important to chase what you love and do what you love and it doesn't matter if people see you as successful or not, because no matter what you do, if you love it, you'll be good at it and you'll be successful. Um, and I feel like you've got to remember that. And then the other thing for me is just like perspective. Um, over the years, I've learned so much to change my perspective on things, you know, like in first year, I was quite negative and I wouldn't say negative. I just put a lot of pressure on myself and even small things. Like if people were like, Grace, come out tonight and then I'd really take that to heart if I was like, no, nah, I'm not coming out. And then I'd be like, what are they thinking about me? Like just changing your perspective on everything and thinking like you got to do what makes you happy and like you're the most important self. And if you have, if you can be happy on your own, then you can be happy with anyone, anywhere. Like just trying to find yourself and find yeah, what makes you happy is really, really important. And just going through that journey, I guess, is really something that's worthwhile and something worth pouring a lot of time into. And that's really quite profound because, you know, I think it ties back to what, what you've said that, you know, happiness and perspective go hand in hand. You know, if, if your perspective is based on, well, I, this, I heard this one thing the other day, where is whatever your beliefs have, you'll, you will feed your beliefs with whatever you think is right. So, for example, you know, like you said, Grace, you said when you were, when you didn't go out, you feel, your beliefs were fed by the fact that you thought that people were thinking bad about you. But if you flip the script and go, hey, this is what I believe in. And you'll find the positiveness and all right, cool. This is what I really want to do. So perspective and happiness really go hand in hand. And I think um, that's a very, very profound saying there that both of you have shared and can tie in really well together. Um, Tana, anything that you'd like to add to, to round this uh, up? No, it's just good to hear the different sides of the story. It's always good to hear different people's stories, where they've got to and how they've got there. Because I think that's where the importance comes from. You know, that's the cliche saying, you know, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And that's what we like to see on the podcast. 
Yeah, and I mean, you both of you, I mean, it's pretty awesome because um, you've both ended up in the same sort of destination, but your journey has been different in the way you've got there from one person that, hey, I love science, it's what I should do to the other that's, oh, I love arguing, should be a lawyer. And now you're both in your 60th med school, you know, so, and you've enjoyed the journey along the way. You've played squash, you've had, you've had ups and downs, you've had, you've had, you've had mental challenges, um, you've had life challenges, you've had a pandemic chucked in there, you've had puppies, you've had, you've had things, things happen, but like you've mentioned, the key thing I've noticed is through the whole thing is you've, you've spoken about the journey and you've experienced all those moments there. So um, yeah, so that's really fantastic. I think that's a great place for us to end our podcast today. So thank you, Grace and Sam, for um, jumping on today. Um, I really appreciate you. Um, you know, I, I was going to say this again, I think you're both awesome human beings. And I'm very lucky to have met you in my, in my life. And I look forward to seeing how you both um, graduate into the year and hope that I can come and celebrate that with you. Um, so thank you both for jumping on. Thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks to Tana and Rajesh for having us. And yeah, thanks so much. It's been awesome. Awesome. And to our listeners out there, thank you very much for listening. Um, as always, feel free to share, comment, like, subscribe um, to our podcast. I mean, this podcast only happens because we think you find um, great content in it. And as always, like we say, use the next few weeks, the next few days to find some ways to fill up your basket of knowledge. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>